Sonic Flood. Good morning. It's Rise and Stein. It's Victory 91.5 as we continue with Ray Haynes teaching on the Feast of Trumpets. And it has been absolutely fascinating, especially if you're reading along on the blog as each segment has been posted in real time. <laughs> now, now in this particular hour, in this 8 o'clock hour, where the gospel of the stars is being revealed. There are some graphs, there are some charts, there are some pictures that will help you along as you're following in this amazing teaching. Thank Ray, you. we are we are we are now coming out of um, coming out of that moment where in Isaiah it's the f- it's the first time we hear the prophecy of What's to come? The virgin giving birth that he shall be Emmanuel. Now, if you go back in time, what's fascinating here is how God did this. You can imagine Adam and Eve trying to figure out how they're going to redeem. They've got to have a baby. Even when they had uh, Seth, they actually his mm-hmm. name actually kind of implies they were thinking he'd be the Messiah with what the actions of Abraham. You almost think he, he was a little confused. With, did he think Isaac was the possible Messiah? Mm-hmm. They're all looking for this Messiah. Right. Why? Well, th- this one, we put a little picture in there, and this, it's 830, break 7, the Gospel of the Stars, part 3. It's the constellation Coma. Now, the Hebrew name means the desired or longed for. Haggai 2.7 says of the Messiah, the desire of all nations will come. Mm. And in with this one has a little picture where they put everything together to show you that the placement of the stars was this baby on the lap of the virgin uh, constellation. Genesis 15, Abram is overwhelmed because he doesn't have a son, even though God promised he'd have a son. And the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision took him outside and he said, look at the sky and tell the stars if indeed you can count them. Now, most Bibles modern day say count the stars, but the early version said tell the stars. And that's actually the correct word. Mm -hmm. Then he said to him, so shall your seed be. Galatians is nice enough to help us with that one. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed, singular, meaning one person who is Christ. So God is saying, your seed will produce the Messiah. That was the conversation God was having with Abraham. So going back into that verse, the word translated from Hebrew as count in modern versions is safar, C-A-P-H-A-R. It means recounting something or to tell the story, not mathematically counting. God isn't telling Abram to count the stars. He was telling him to tell the story that was written in the stars, which was passed on from the beginning. So Abram looks up, points to the virgin constellation. He says the virgin will give birth. And I imagine about this time it occurred to him, if God's plan was for a virgin to have a son, then it was also possible for his barren wife, who is elderly, to bear Mm -hmm. a son. But Abraham starts the story, so he points up to the first star, the brightest star. The story starts with Zerah, a seed. And God says to him, so shall your seed be. So he wasn't saying, you're going to have a son. He was saying, you're going to have a son who will start the lineage that will produce the seed. Wow. Which is the name of the star. Because <laughs> we're thinking Zara is his name, but he, it's, it was what it's called. He right. said, well, that one's Zara, right? So another star in the, in the coma constellation means beautiful Lord. Hmm. Another one means the one sent forth. Or the sent one. Another one literally means the branch. That's why she's holding a branch. Isaiah 4.2. In that day, the branch of the Lord 
shall be beautiful and glorious. The branch or the Messiah is to come as the seed of the virgin. So that's that first constellation. And we're going counterclockwise. You go up, you'll see Centaurus. The southern cross is at its feet. Mm -hmm. This constellation is literally an altar. It's called Ara. It's where scales are, where souls were weighed. The first star means the price is deficient, or in Hebrew, stolen. The next star is Kafer or Kafar, which means the atonement. If it sounds familiar to you, that Kafer is the name of the covering where the blood was poured from sacrifices onto the Ark of the Covenant. Seriously. <laughs> Two bright stars in Centaurus point the way to the Southern Cross. I mean, come on. So these stars show that our lives fall short of God's standard. The price is deficient. And we're weighed in the balance and found wanting. But the price that covers is the atonement made by the Messiah for all humanity by shedding his blood on the cross to cover our sins. And I and I, I speak as one who has an entire family mm-hmm. that are atheist that would look up at the stars and think, well, nothing. Or if they think something, it certainly wasn't God who created them. This is the thing to give them. It's amazing. And God did this from the beginning of time so we'd have the story and we just look away. Mm. Now, and we get into the story deeper. We're going to go counterclockwise. One up is Scorpius or a scorpion, right? And there's three different... Um, constellations that are joined with it. The tail of the scorpion is Leseth, which means perverse one. The brightest star in the scorpion, the middle of it is Antares, meaning against the lamb. Wow. The constellations around show this strong man, and I've put him on the left in blue. They've Mm -hmm. kind of drawn it out for you. Restraining the serpent from reaching the crown. He's bringing his heel down on the star called against the lamb. The other star in his heel is called bruised. But see, and see, you see the picture in the stars, and it never does make you sense, make any sense what that first scripture in Genesis 3 was talking about. But the star picture, the scorpion, the strong man, gives you a clear picture how the seed of the woman would bruise or crush Satan's head, and he'd pop his little heel. God didn't just tell Adam and Eve what was coming. He painted it in the sky so they could see it and remind themselves that their children, that God was not angry with them, but is in fact the very one who would redeem them. The next constellation over is Centaur. It's a warrior with a bow and arrow pointed towards the star Antares, the heart of the scorpion. Mm. And it's half man, half horse, which we think, well, that's weird. But it represents a two-natured person, God and man. And that's Jesus. Mm. And there's so much that goes with this. But that's just the beginning of the story. He's born and now the warrior. But how is he a warrior? He's come to die. And the whole rest of the story continues. Wow. Now, we all want to go out and look at the stars tonight, but yeah. it's going to be cloudy. It's going to be cloudy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> for the, for the, for the rest why, of the week. That's why I put pictures in here. Okay. Well, we're doing the work for <laughs> we you. We appreciate that. Uh, coming up in, in just about five minutes, uh, the next part of the second section of Ray's teaching on the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, the Gospel of the Stars. The Herbert Automotive Fa-